Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Monday check-in. Today is August 3rd. It also happens to be a Monday. I am Damon Heitman. I'm one of the pastors at First Presbyterian Church in Hastings, Nebraska, joined, as usual, by... Greg Allen Pickett, the other pastor at First Presbyterian Church in Hastings, Nebraska, although I am broadcasting to you live from my parents' house in Littleton, Colorado. Uh, I'm on vacation this week. However, I enjoy doing these check-ins enough that uh, Damon texted me this morning and said, we still going to do the check-in today? I said, you know what? I think I'd like to do that. <laughs> so um, I'm sitting in my dad's office and uh, happy to be with you, Damon, and happy to be doing Monday check-in today. Who's who's in the photo over your shoulder? So you're looking at this this photo over here. I'll show yeah, you. That's me one. climbing a tree as a young child with my sister. Uh, can you see that? There's my sister. And there's uh, okay. me. And we're about halfway up a tree like a couple of bear cubs. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, so for those uh, who may not know, the Monday check-in is a little weekly thing that we do. Uh, we share a few things about what's going on in the life of First Pres, and then we switch gears and we do a little sort of mini Bible study or preview of the upcoming Sunday. So, uh, what, what should we? What should we know about? What should we be aware of? Well, there's lots of exciting things happening in the life of the church. We uh, we've wrapped up our uh, churchwide summer book group on Gilead. But what I'll say is, if you're looking for a good read. Go ahead and pick up the book, Gilead, and read it. And what we've done is created three podcasts, similar to these check-ins, except that uh, with much smarter people than Damon and I, we gathered together three English professors who are members of our church, Constance Malloy and Ann Bolke and Jenny Welsh. And uh, those podcasts are available, well, really indefinitely, right? Um, Seems like it. And so I mean, we did one... Until the internet explodes. There yes. we go. So we did one at the start of the book that was kind of an introduction to the book and covered the first third. We did one when we were in the middle of the book, and then we did one at the end that was sort of a conclusion. And so um, if you're looking for a fun summer read, I think it's a fun book. It's an interesting book. It makes you think. And, yeah. um, but not, not, yeah, not too dark or not too heavy most of the time. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, pick up the book Gilead, and then uh, we're happy to share the links to the podcasts with you. And you can either watch them on YouTube or listen to them on SoundCloud. And it's a great way to sort of read the book with some other folks um, who have a lot of great insight and uh, are thoughtful. So I uh, encourage you to do that. Uh, the other thing we were doing this summer is this anti-racism conversation group. You'll remember we started in June by watching the movie Just Mercy and holding a conversation about that. Then we read a book called The Hate You Give. Last week, we watched a, a video. Um, about uh, racism that's embedded in some of our housing policies in the United States, redlining and uh, qualification for mortgages, that sort of thing. And now we have started another book uh, by Austin Channing Brown, and the title of that book is... I'm Still Here. I'm Still Here. Um, and it's a great book. We'll be holding conversation groups uh, for the next few weeks on that if you'd like to join us. Uh, email the church office or call the church office. We'll get you on the list and we send out links. Those are Zoom conversation groups. We do uh, one Wednesday afternoon, one Wednesday evening, and one Thursday evening. And we'd invite you to join us for any of those. Even if you haven't bought the book uh, and started reading it yet, join us and then get the book. 
Um, I will tell you that I got an audio version of the book, and as I drove to Colorado yesterday for my vacation, I've listened to it. I've listened to over half the book, and it's really good. It's really thoughtful and thought-provoking and well-written, and it's grounded in the personal narrative uh, of the author and her own experiences uh, growing up as a black woman in a predominantly white community, but then visiting her family in a predominantly black community. And then now she works in faith-based nonprofits. So she talks a little bit about the impact of uh, the racism has had as she's worked in churches and for faith-based nonprofits. So it ties right into that as well. And it's just, again, grounded in her own personal experience and narrative. So it's a good book. I invite you to join us for that. Uh, we are cruising through the summer. We finished our summer sermon series on children's books, which was uh, met with a lot of good reviews. I think we'll do that again next summer for sure. Uh, and now we're in the summer sermon song series. Uh, we've done two so far. We did one on a Neil Young song. We uh, did one last week on a Maroon 5 song called Memories that Hannah Jensen did a great live version of for us. And this week we're continuing that. It's on the song Fire and Rain by James Taylor. And turns out Hannah's dad, Byron, uh, has a version of that song he's going to share with us on Sunday. We're excited about that. And I will tell you, our schedule is full for the year. I've, I've, I think I've filled up every slot so far. However, if there's a song that you think would make a great sermon, send it to me and Damon. And even if it doesn't make it into the Summer Sermon Song Series, maybe we'll do a podcast about it. Or uh, maybe we'll put it in the hopper for next summer. So uh, we're looking forward to doing that, but it's going to be a very eclectic mix of music this summer. We started with Neil Young, James Taylor. We're going to have a Disney musical song. We're going to have a Broadway musical song. Um, and then I, I'm right now trying to decide between a Los Lonely Boys song and uh, perhaps uh, some 80s uh, hair rock uh, white lion type stuff. So we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out, but uh, stay tuned. It'll be exciting. Um, so I think that's all we've got for announcements for the church. Uh, should we open with a prayer? Uh, yes, please. Who's doing that? Am I doing it or are you? I think you'll do it. Okay, fair enough. Let's, let's join together in a moment of prayer. Loving and gracious God, thank you for the gift of your presence. Uh, and the many ways that you are made known through conversation, through study of your word, through hymns and prayers that we learned a long, long time ago. As we enter into this conversation, I ask that your presence and that your spirit might be with us again, that you might open our eyes and unplug our ears and open our hearts to receive your word and inspiration. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Open our eyes and unplug our ears. I like that. You like that one? I did. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Uh, so we've got uh, this week, you mentioned fire and rain, and um, we're pairing that with Psalm 23. Maybe, maybe now is a good time to mention briefly who will be preaching on Sunday. Yes, indeed. So a friend of mine who's a Lutheran pastor, his name is Chris Odie. He and I went to college together. Um, Chris Odie uh, served church, Lutheran churches for a number of years and he currently serves as a prison chaplain. Uh, but when COVID hit in March and April and May, he lives in Washington state, he wasn't allowed into the prisons to do his chaplain job. And so what he did was reach out to all of his friends who were pastors and say, hey, I can't do my chaplain stuff right now, but I'm available for pulpit supply. Can I come preach at your church and share a little bit about what I'm doing with prison ministry, but also just share the word of God? 
And, uh, and so he reached out to me and I said, Chris, it's great to hear from you. I think we can do that. And I said, we do this summer sermon song series thing and, and we preach on secular songs. And, and Chris is like, that's, that's right up my alley, man. I said, okay. So we picked this date and uh, I said, what song are you going to preach on? He goes, oh, James Taylor, Fire and Rain. Okay. It was like just uh, obvious. <laughs> I'm thinking about this for a while. Uh, and so, uh, Chris will be joining us virtually. He can't come from Washington to actually sit in Hastings, Nebraska, but he'll be joining us virtually and sharing, uh, sharing a message with us this, sum, uh, th- this Sunday. So, uh, it's his song and his scripture, and I have no idea what direction he's going to take it, but I think we will learn a little bit about prison ministry, which I think will be a great thing. Uh, we actually have some history of folks in our congregation doing prison ministry, and so I'm excited for them to be able to hear a little bit about what's going on with Chris's prison ministry uh, with, through the Lutheran Church in Washington State. And, uh, and so, yeah, that's, that's, that's what that is. Yeah, cool. Um, so, so, as you said, he selected Psalm 23. So I'm going to go ahead and read that, and then we'll um, listen to a cover of Fire and Rain. I'm not going to listen to the James Taylor version because we're scared of the copyright magistrates. Um, but <laughs> so first Psalm 23, uh, folks, probably, folks probably know. Well, they, they probably know the King James version. And this is not that, but the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. That is how that reads. And I'm going to screen share real quick to get to the um, other thing. Oh no, stop doing that. There it is. Okay, here comes the song. Just yesterday morning My 
tag they added on to the end of the video it seems <laughs> a nice version yeah yeah that cello i mean most of the versions that you hear it's just james on the guitar um and it's like that, so that that cello adds a lot to it the recorded version included the double bass stand-up bass okay for that melancholy feeling so it actually uh that was almost true to the original recorded version. Funny thing too, I picked a cover for the song last week as well, for the same mm -hmm. reason that we didn't want to get caught by the copyright folks. Uh, and it also included cello. So. I mean, throw a cello in, they sound great. Why not? <laughs> no reason not to, right? My daughter Esther's learning to play cello right now. Well, see, there you go. I was, um, Whenever we do the summer sermon song series, I always have my mind, okay, what's the over under on number of James Taylor songs that we're going to get suggested and also Neil Simon songs that we're going <laughs> to get suggested. They're very popular. And I think um, in part just because of the demographics of the congregation, right? But th yeah. there is, um, and I'm a big James Taylor fan as well. There is a, there's just an obvious depth. Um, 
to to the stuff that he does um all right a lot of times um some of it's kind of silly but and i think it's just yeah, yeah so um did you say neil simon or did you mean paul simon i don't know what i said i meant paul simon i don't know if i said neil okay. simon <laughs> you mean neil simon's a playwright isn't he could be yeah maybe <laughs> i think i was yeah but no, we, we, every summer we've had either a Paul Simon or a Simon and Garfunkel song mm-hmm. because I've had like three or four suggested every summer. Yeah. So I've pulled <laughs> at least one. Uh, and so, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think you're, you're right. It is both the demographic of our church, but also the depth of the music. There is a, there's a beauty and a depth to their music, which uh, is not as present in some current pop music. Mm-hmm. We'll put it that yeah. way. Yeah. And I mean, I think even in their time, they stood out in some way. You know, I mean, there was pop yeah. music that didn't mean anything in 1968 as well. Um, yeah. So um, I I did a, a little brief search um, on this song, and uh, so this is from a, from an article on NPR. So I assume pretty pretty decent, right? Um, uh, Fire and Rain wrote. Uh, in 1968, the song has three verses, uh, which we heard. Uh, one is about a friend who committed suicide. Um, so that's the first verse. That's the Suzanne that he references. Another, the second verse is about Taylor's, Taylor's own addiction with heroin. Now my body's aching and the time is at hand. Yep. And the third refers to um, a mental hospital and a band Taylor started called the flying machine. So for whatever yes, that's worth. Not about a plane crash as some have surmised, but yeah, it's no. about his band that didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Um, I read that same, uh, same NPR article in preparation for this. So <laughs> um, and did you, I, I can't remember if there's that article or another one that talked about Suzanne was a childhood friend of his and uh, he was in the recording studio when she commits suicide and his family held that news back from him so he could finish his album. And it wasn't until like six months later that he actually learned of her death. Um, and so part of the song is lament, not just about her suicide, but also about how he learned that news. Yeah. And so I think that the themes of, of the death of a friend or suicide, the themes of addiction and the themes of plans not working out the way you want them to, um, each of those things can land people in prison. So I think there's probably going to be a link there to, to the prison ministry that, that my friend does, uh, would be my guess, but I, I don't know how Chris is going to run with this. Um, yeah. And I think like just this, <clears throat> you know, the refrain, obviously, I, I think obviously pairs very, very nicely with Psalm 23. Um, I've seen fire and I've seen rain um and i've seen sunny days that i thought would never end this 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 sense that i i have seen tremendously difficult things i've experienced some sort of devastation whatever the cause of that devastation may be um and i've also seen uh, times of grace and times of beauty and that, that obviously pairs really well with with Psalm 23 that, you know, even though I walk through the, the darkest valley, um, I fear no evil because um, right. you've, you've led me beside still waters before you, um, you 
even though I'm surrounded by my enemies, you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Um, so that, that sense of, um, I guess maybe no one gets through life unscathed um, in some way. And we do, we do experience all of these things. Um, and, and to be able to, to lean upon the assurance of God's love in the midst of all of those things um, this can be tremendously comforting or empowering or um, whatever the case might be. Yeah, and that to me is, is really the ultimate comfort of Psalm 23. Um, and not one, certainly it's one that's often used at funerals because it is about the comfort. It's, it's about uh, God walking with us trusting that God is walking with the deceased, but also walking with us in the midst of our grief. Uh, but I think Psalm 23 has a much broader appeal to me, and it shouldn't be limited just to being read at funerals, uh, because it is, it is that reminder of God's steadfast presence with us through the high times and low times, that, that God will take us to lush green valleys and beside still waters, and God restores our soul. I use that term... Uh, restores my soul every time I come to Colorado and get up to the mountains that my soul is restored because those are my lush green valleys and my still waters is, is being up in the mountains and, and communing with God and recognizing God's presence in the midst of that. And that is a place where I can more clearly see God's presence um, for me personally. Uh, and so, you know, I think about that Psalm 23 when I'm up in the mountains that God is, is restoring my soul for me. Um, and there, there's, there's a lot of power to that. And you think about the context of, of James Taylor's life and, and the loss of a beloved friend to suicide or the struggle with addiction um, and, uh, and the call, I mean, the recognition that God is with us would, would certainly help us sustain us through those, those times. Yeah. There's part of this also that reminds me of the, um, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Mm -hmm. that that sort of sense of um, it, it doesn't matter um, where you came from, <laughs> who you are. Um, everybody knows sunny days and everybody knows lonely times when they, when they could not find a friend. Yeah. And, uh, and that sense that it's a great equalizer, I guess, in some ways or, um, yeah, one of the things that I was thinking of is Psalm 23. On the, on the occasions that we do read it during a church service, um, if I'm the one who ends up reading that passage, I will oftentimes invite the congregation to say it along with me. Mm. Um, most, in part because most of them have it memorized. Um, and I say, if you want to say the, the thines and the thighs, then you go right ahead and do it. That's fine. Um, and also because it is this, it, that it can have that sort of uniting capacity within it um, that can draw folks together. And I think that this song is another one of those songs, at least around here, that, you know, most everybody knows this song. Right. Uh, and most everybody, it was really hard for me to not sing along to that while we were <laughs> listening to it. And I, and I think the words within it just pair almost perfectly with that idea of I would be surprised if you found someone who couldn't relate to this song. 
you know, like whether they really liked it or not, it may be a different story, but who couldn't relate to the, to the sentiment of it. Indeed. Yeah. No, that's very, very true. And I think that's actually a great idea with Psalm 23. Why don't we, uh, why don't we plan to do that on Sunday? Invite folks to, uh, to say it along with us as, as we read it. I think that's, uh, that's time well spent. Yeah, I think it'd be really nice, especially at the, if it gets read at the nine o'clock service when people can hear each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and actually that's one announcement we've neglected to make. <laughs> so oh, if you're still that tuning one? in and you're still with us, I <laughs> uh, want to let you know that for the month of August, our worship schedule is that we're doing a 9 a.m. worship service uh, in Alexander Park. That is not broadcast. It's just us gathering together. Um, the Shukais have set up a really nice little sound system for us to do that. Uh, and then our traditional 1030 stay-at-home service, which will be broadcast from the sanctuary. So... If you're around Hastings, come join us in person at 9 a.m. in the park. Bring your own uh, chair and a face mask. Or uh, if, uh, if not, join us for our broadcast at 10.30 a.m. from the sanctuary. Um, and we'll have Byron having pre-recorded the song for the 9 a.m. service, which we'll play over the sound system. And then at the 10.30 service, Byron will be live playing the song for us. And he was excited, really. He said he, he does a version of the song that... Uh, he, he, he appreciates and and so I I was I'm always excited to have Byron join us there was the first summer I did the summer sermon song series uh I didn't know that Byron was a wild Beatles fan and uh preached on a Beatles song and, and he volunteered to uh play I think it was like an anthem or the offertory and yeah. like the spirit just moved over him it was a beautiful thing uh, and he hadn't intended to start singing, but he got into it and started singing and he was down there on the piano and it was, it was stunning. So I'm looking forward to a little more of that this week. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good for sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, the preacher's not here, so I can't ask them if it'll preach, but it, I mean, my assessment is that it, that it will. Is that your assessment also? It is. It is. And one of the two of us will be preaching this at the nine o'clock service since we're not, uh, not going to have him in there. So. Oh yeah, that's true. So will this preach? <laughs> I think it will. I think, I think it will. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, anything else or should we have a closing prayer? I'd, I'd love to close this with a word of prayer. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God. We thank you for the ways that you speak to us through secular music that has a message that cuts right to our hearts. And when we pair that secular music with a scripture like Psalm 23 that reminds us of your steadfast presence with us, that reminds us that you are with us through the good times, that you lead us through those lush valleys into those still waters, but that you are also with us when we walk through the valley of death. You are also with us when we are in the presence of our enemies. So God, we just thank you. We thank you for the ways that you are at work in this world and the ways that you open our eyes and unplug our ears and open our hearts to your presence. Through the music of James Taylor, through familiar psalms that take on new meaning when we hear them paired. God, thank you. And continue to bless and guide us as we explore these messages this week and particularly on Sunday as we seek to faithfully proclaim your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. All right. All right. Well, there you go. 
with all those things said and done, toodaloo.